This morning we are chatting about debt and we're asking the question, are you responsible for your debt if the lender goes a bust? Joining us on the line is Lionel Makokotela, who is our financial guru. A very good morning to you, Lionel. Good morning, madam. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Lionel, a very important question we are asking the mo- uh, this morning. Also, you know, given the fact that a lot of institutions are under pressure, you know, to get money back into their books, you know, especially if they've been lending and lending and lending out and not enough money is coming in. And I mean, we can draw reference to African Bank. And mm-hmm. we know that a lot of African Bank's clients were still accountable for their debt, even though the lender was the one that went bust. Talk to us mm. about this. Uh, according to the law that um, uh, that really protects uh, institutions, it states that any institution uh, that is actually going to go insolvent, which is uh, insolvencies where the uh, liabilities of a company exceeds the assets that the company owns, is that the company can actually sell its uh, debt book mm-hmm. to a second party and that second party can actually uh, buy the book at a discounted rate then the the party that actually bought the uh, the dead book can actually proceed collecting uh, the, the date. What actually happens in the whole process of the insolvency is basically where the uh, the curator will try to uh, collect as much money as possible from the people who actually owns, uh, who owes uh, the company just so that they can actually be in a financially uh, a viable position. Mm. And we, as you have actually alluded to African Bank, this is where we've seen the classic case where reckless lending was actually taking place, but at the, car, at the account that most of the very same uh, customers that they were actually lending to were unable to service their monthly uh, fee obligations. And as a result, the company uh, found itself in a position where it was actually owing more than the asset that it actually had, which is uh, why they actually hired a curator who would then look at the books and simply say, what, can, what is it that we can do? In most cases, you would find that the uh, easiest way to deal with, uh, with insolvency was firstly trying to get rid of uh, uh, staff members. This is where then they try to actually make it a point that their books become quite financially uh, viable. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you would start seeing them becoming quite aggressive when it comes to repayments, uh, collection of, uh, of repayments, and which is where they actually try to encourage people to simply say, the little that you have, you can actually still pay, even though the amount is not necessarily what you had actually agreed to be paying on a monthly basis, because the little that you have would actually still uh, sustain the, uh, the company going forward. Mm. Now, this is quite important because a lot of us don't read this particular fine print or even told about it when we are taking out loans. Now, you're talking about a second party buying the debt book of a of an institution that had, had gone bust. However, what are consumer rights if I lend money from company A and they go bust and company B buys that uh, debt book and now company B is pursuing me? Do I not have a right to say, I don't have a contract with you. I don't know you. Um, legally speaking, it, it, it becomes quite a technical one. Uh, from a point of view of the law, it simply uh, gives the company A the right to actually do what it needs, uh, what it ought, what it finds to be a, a business viable uh, activity for itself. What 
once the company uh, B buys the book, they become the owners of the book. So in any instance, you are still liable because they own the books. They don't, they've already paid for the uh, for, for the book from uh, to uh, from uh, I mean to company A. So in any uh, point uh, in any legal situation, it means then you become liable to them because the debt has not actually been uh, fulfilled. The only way you actually can now start saying that I've actually paid you or I've actually uh, the the debt has actually become prescribed mm-hmm. is when you have actually paid and they've made the mistake by not updating their books or secondly where the debt has actually gone to a point where it is prescribed and if then it has been prescribed and you actually allude to the fact that actually I don't owe you because this debt is old and according to the law the debt ought to have been prescribed then from that point of view you can actually find yourself in a legal position to challenge that but apart from those two uh, 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 legs. If then you are owing the company, you unfortunately have to pay and make it a point that you save it the, the, the obligation that you actually had agreed to. And in most cases, even the terms and conditions, in some of those terms and conditions, you would actually find that the company, uh, the, the contract itself, stipulates that in the event that something would actually happen to company A and uh, company B were to buy the books, you would actually be liable in a sense that that contract between yourself and company B would still be recognized in law. Now, how important is it for lenders to make this known to their customers before actually making, you know, those transactions? It's very important that they become as transparent as possible. But as we know, uh, based on the history of some of the uh, credit providers that have actually gone down or gone past, they didn't necessarily uh, uh, disclose all that information or the unforeseeable situation to uh, their customers. But um, one can simply uh, say that by so doing, they also did not foresee that uh, they did not foresee themselves actually going bust as a result of people not actually paying because they relied on the goodwill of the people to actually save their monthly obligations. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's also a, I think that most of, the, of them they will tell you about the terms and conditions that apply, and these terms and conditions you'd find that it's a small printed uh, letters which only become quite applicable when they actually want to save themselves in the event that they are actually uh, insolvent. So it becomes quite technical in terms of actually becoming quite transparent about everything. Because if you remember last week, we actually spoke about some of the the monthly service obligations that you need to actually pay. Mm -hmm. Most of the credit providers, they don't necessarily tell you about each and every single service fee that you are going to be paying. They'll just tell you that there will be an interest rate, but they never tell you about the initiation fee, which mm. is or partly what is actually being stipulated in the contract. Because the moment they start disclosing such, it becomes uh, very unattractable, uh, the debt that you are actually going to be getting. And in a way, you become quite knowledgeable to them to say that, but I thought you were only going to be charging me hypothetically speaking, 5%, but now there's the initial fee, then there's the service fee, there's the insurance fee, and this fee and that fee. But if you start actually expressing such, people become quite mindful and simply say, 
this debt actually it becomes quite unaffordable in the long term, and as a result, I wouldn't necessarily want to get my, find myself in that position. So as a result, I will not take it. So just to make it a point that they become quite attractive, and the debt that you get into it becomes more like um, brainwash you to actually buy into it. So uh, it's a it's a very catch twenty two situation because. What you find uh, that kind of practice, we actually call it reckless lending, where you did not disclose all the information that was actually relevant to a consumer so that they can make a far much better informed decision. Most of the consumers, we have seen that they don't necessarily make the informed decision as a result of lack of understanding of what that uh, contract uh, that they get into stipulates. Secondly, it might be a a, a situation where people do not even understand because some of the contracts, we still find them written in the uh, uh, legal jargon that normal people who actually have not uh, uh, been exposed to legal jargon do not necessarily understand. In some cases, we still find people actually being pressured to actually get into a contract with a credit provider without necessarily fully understanding what, what the consequences are going to be once they sign on that dotted line. But be that it may, if you find yourself in those positions, the three positions that are actually outlined, you can still challenge the contract by simply going to the national credit regulator to actually say that please investigate this contract of mine because it seems as though there was a form of reckless lending. I did not utilize all the money. Here is the money. I want to actually repay back the money to the credit provider because right now I've actually gone out of my way to do my own consultation and I realize that I will not be able to actually uh, uh, pay uh, this uh, fee on a monthly basis. But uh, I would like to actually repay it now just so that at least I can find something that is more attractive, uh, attractive and something that is actually more within my financial uh, position so that I can actually repay on a monthly basis. And yeah. from that point of view, you can actually try and simply challenge that. And if in the event that you're over indebted, you can actually see a debt counselor, which is going to come with a fee, but you can still always try and challenge uh, such uh, uh, situations. Lionel, you've shared some very good advice with us. If you're listening this morning and you know that you are in a situation and you do need assistance, uh, definitely get in touch with uh, Lionel. Please do share with us, Lionel, your social media handles. Uh, it's Lionel Makokotela on Facebook. Insofar as the Twitter handle and Instagram, we're not uh, practicing in that area at the moment. However, people can actually touch base with us on zero. 0- Zero seven two eight double three nine zero four three zero seven two eight double three nine zero four three. That's where you can actually just touch base with us. But please note that we do not charge you a fee. What we are simply doing is just to empower people to uh, to, to 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 explore other avenues that can actually make a difference in their life. So our services is just basically trying to make sure that South Africans become knowledgeable just so that they can be equipped to actually stand against bullies and people who actually have been practicing reckless lending. There you go, Lionel Makokotela, founder of Financial Wise Connor, consumer activist and debt counsellor. Please do get in touch with him. He may be able to assist you. That was our Wealthy Wednesday Corner this morning, helping you become a little bit more financially wiser. 28 minutes before 5 o'clock. Stay with us.